The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try.
Freeze Nation, what is good? It is your boy, Pat the Designer, back at it again. We are here breaking down who is to blame for this Chicago Bears failure that we continue to see. The jokes continue to be told. The jokes continue to go on. We appreciate all the opportunity and rocking with us. Hit that like button if you have not done so. Subscribe to the page. We do talk Chicago sports weekly. We don't want y'all to miss a thing, so make sure that you hit that Bailed is the only channel that is talking Chicago sports, how Chicago talks. So make sure that y'all get in tune with us, man. Who is to blame for the failures that the Chicago Bears have, have endured completely? And the reason this question gets brought up, right? The reason that we're even sitting here having this question is because Hal Barkish had a report today that basically stated that George McCaskey instructed Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy that Justin Fields was the start. And so at that point, I start going down. I start looking at things as, as to where the failures begin. Where does it come in? Who's to blame? Is it Pace? Is it Nagy? Is Nagy really that bad of a head coach? Is Ryan Pace really that bad of a GM? But but I go in and I look at who's the guy that continues to put his hands in on? That continues to throw his hands into the pot and say, hey, we need to do this because we're not winning. I don't trust you guys enough, which is wild to me, which is wild to me. I don't trust you guys enough to make their, your own decision. And so I'm going to tell you what to do with a rookie quarterback, even though I've never played the sport, even though I've never evaluated the sport. All I've done is sit on my butt and make money. Didn't even grow up in the sport. My, my, my sports history is my grandfather was really good. Who is to blame for what we've seen here? And, and that's the question that I put out to y'all, man. We want to hear from you guys as well. If you guys have not done so, man, hit that like button. But as always, man, the phone lines are open. The contender phone lines are open and hopping now. Call into the show, 855-908-5668, 855-908-5668. I want to know from you guys, the Bears fans, who is more to blame for the Chicago Bears failures? Because I look at this, I look at this in a, and I, I, I think that, listen, and here's, here's the interesting thing, right? All three can be right. But it's about who, who has the most influence on what we've seen, who's been the, Who's been the biggest problem causer on what we've seen? Who's been the one that's had his hand? You know what I'm saying? Like, and and, and it could be Nagy. You know, to me, it doesn't. It, there's no guarantee that it has to be. Hey, um, this is all on Matt Nagy. This is all on Ryan Pace. It's all on. You know, like, because I'm looking at this, right? I'm I'm taking it all the way back. George McCaskey didn't trust Ryan Pace as a first time uh, 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 GM enough to allow him to hire his own head coach. 
So he brings in Ernie, of course. He brings in whatever the little the little management staff, all of that is. And he tells them, find our next head coach. He doesn't tell Ryan. He tells them, find our next head coach, whoever that is. Suggest it to Ryan. Suggest it. Just like us suggesting to uh, Tony LaRusso or to, uh, uh, um, oh, good Lord. I'm all over the place right now. Uh, White Sox GM, um, Rick Hahn. Hey, we're going to suggest to you to go get Tony LaRusso. Now, does that absolve Ryan Pace of, of any blame? No, to me it doesn't. Because I look at that and I say, well, okay, well, at the same time, at the same time, Ryan Pace went out and hired Matt Nagy, and he thought he was the offensive guru that we needed. At the same time, Matt Nagy's done nothing with the talent that we've seen on the field. But who is most to blame, man? We want to go out to the phone lines, man. Call into the show, 855-908-5668. We want to break this thing down with you, man. I appreciate all of you guys for tuning in the rack. We're going out to the 773. I believe this is Shay on the line. Shay, what's good? What's up, man? How you doing? I'm all right, man. I'm all right. What are your thoughts on this, man? What are your thoughts on our topic today? Who's most to blame for the Bears being in the position that they're in right now? Uh, simple Simple, simple as fact. Nagy is, is is to blame, but you gotta at this point you gotta blame the front front office because they knew what they were getting they were getting into. This was supposed to be a you know you know they knew that, that the players that they needed and they knew and they knew that Nagy was was doing a pretty bad job. Yeah. So the fact that the fact that they still kept him around, I mean. You really have to blame on them because only so only so much only so much can be blamed on. And I think I said this uh, when our uh, former John Paxson was uh, was running the Chicago Bulls. Only only so much got to go 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 on the co- go on the coach. Yeah. When you when you can see when you can see that the front office is not doing much. Think about it. we have. I mean, you talk about the Bulls not winning in a long time. We haven't won since. 70s, I think it's about time for us to get a new management. Yeah, no, you, you, you're right, and 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 I appreciate you for calling in to the show today, as always, man. I'm sure you'll be back right. on for this for this Bulls live tonight, man. Bulls, we are gonna be live calling the Bulls tonight. So we'll see you there. Yeah, Bruce, and Bruce and Bruce are back. Oh yeah, oh yeah, we hype about it. We hype about it, my boy. Yeah. We'll see you in there. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 he's making good points. You know what I'm saying? Like I look at this as. maybe I'm looking at it differently. Like, I still place a ton of, ton of the blame on the guys that are there, right? I still place a ton of the blame on Matt Nagy. I still place a ton of the blame on Ryan Pace. Um, but I'll say this, coming into this season, as, as this season has progressed, we might have had a different opinion if Matt Nagy had gotten the opportunity to do what he wanted to do. What did Matt tell us? And it was it was weird, you know what I'm saying? It was weird. Y'all remember that week where it was like Andy's the starter, Andy's the starter, Andy's the starter, and then he came back and then he was just like, "Hey, just as the starter moving forward." 
You know what I'm saying? Like it was it was just weird to me how everything switched up so quickly. And with the story out there now that that uh uh um Ryan Pay or that uh 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 George McCaskey is the one that said, hey, we're going to go start Justin. Now now the season's starting to make more sense. And now, I'll be honest with you, it it, it just in, adds on to more of the clown show. Now you've just got one more clown in the car. Now you've just got one more clown in the car. Because if you look at this situation that the Bears are in, If you look at this situation the Bears are in right now, we might be looking at it completely different based on how Matt was coming into the season. There's a lot of games out there that, listen, Justin didn't play well enough to win. Are there games out there where Justin had no no chance? And yeah, but in those weeks, Andy was hurt, and he looked like a rookie. But there's those games out there where it, it looked like, okay, he's he's young, he hasn't got it yet, we understand that. Those games where Andy Dalton would have been the better choice. Now, does it do anything for you in the long run? Absolutely not. I'm not here to tell you that. Does it put you in a better situation in the long run? I'm not here to say that at all. But for you to step in in front of the and and this is where it comes down to to me. If you don't trust these guys enough to make the right decision, why are they there? That's the biggest problem to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, as an owner, if you don't trust Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy enough to to make the judgment on when they should play your franchise quarterback, hopefully, why do you have them there? Why are they in place? Why are these guys the ones that you're going to? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the problem I have with what we're seeing here. If you don't, if you, if you literally call them into the room and you say, Hey, listen, you know, we, we understand that your plan is to play Andy, but we think that plan is a stupid plan. And seeing as how that's a stupid plan, we're uh, we're gonna we're gonna step in and, and suggest strongly that you play Justin. Oh really, George, what do you have to fall back on for that information? Well, you know, I've owned a football team for many a years. <laughs> that does wonders. How many of year, those years been successful? Well, none of both. Go back out to the phone. Going out to the 773. What's going on, man? God dang. God, thank God y'all said it all. <laughs> That's pretty, hey, listen. At least it said kid this time. Hey, I had to spell it out for <laughs> It says kid, kid, but it does say kid. Hey, listen, I got to call in and say, K-I-D. <laughs> At least I'll know it's you. <laughs> hey, man, listen. I will give you perspective. Let's do it. I think the reality of the situation is uh, George not allowing his football guys to do what he needs to do. Why we also have a bad product. I mean, you have to, Absolutely. You have to look at both ends of the perspective. Absolutely. You know, of the of the table, realistically. Like him coming in and saying, hey, start fields. Depending on when he said it, could explain why Justin looked so bad his first game. Absolutely. Could explain why the game plan looked, looked the way it did. Could explain a lot. 
You got to look at it. Like, what if he came down and said, hey, uh, Matt, who started this game? Get the Browns? Andy? No, nah, you're not going to do that. That kid right there? Yeah, you're going to start him. Well, Andy so was hurt. Andy was hurt the first two games of that. I think the first game would have been the week, two weeks after the Browns. No, the week after the Browns, right? Andy, I think, was able to come back. Something like that. Whatever the case was. I mean, so he'd have played against – what had, I'm saying is he would have played against the Browns regardless. So, like, there's still a lot of blame you can put on Matt. There's still a lot of blame that true. you – you know what I'm saying? Like, that. that's more so you didn't have an option. Well, I guess you got, you got Nick Foles. I just spoke on that. Yeah. Um, but the, the reality of it is, maybe now, hey, you have to give credit to the credit. We, we're seeing a lot of the Bears don't normally do tight moves yeah. being done in the last year. Brian Arlington, guess what? Bears, that's not a bear move. Yeah. Trying to build a stadium, it's not a bear move. How many people in the chat? They don't want to draft a black quarterback. Let's get this. Draft you know? Not a fair move according yeah. to a lot of people, right? Yeah. You know, a lot of non-fair moves are being made. George so saying, hey, listen, start numbers, first round pick, quarterback, start them. Not a fair move. Yeah. So it goes to show you that maybe George is actually more in tune with what the fan base wants than we gave him credit for. Maybe he pulled the plug a little too soon. But to me, that's a, that's a bad thing. You know what I'm saying? Because we're... We're very, like, especially as Bears fans, like, I feel like Nagy's that way almost. You know what I'm saying? I feel like when when uh uh they were getting ready to go for it on, or when they were getting ready to punt on fourth down, all of a sudden you heard the crowd just like, oh, my God. Now all of a sudden Matt Nagy's rushing to get his head set, like, hey, let's go for it. By the way, punting was the right move. I don't care what nobody said. We didn't get anything out of it. I would have punted that joint too. And a lot of other people agree with that. So, you know, uh, I think one. at this point, yeah. fourth and one, you haven't really converted at that point. And you're, only, both, uh, and you're only down six, and their rookie quarterback hasn't torched you yet. I would have punted. Yeah. I would have punted. You know, because we, we our offense ain't clicking like that to say, yeah, we can make it. I don't care what the statistics say. The Bears ain't doing that well. So yeah. it doesn't matter, right? Um, you know, last thing, I know you got to get to the other uh, calls real quick. Um, you know, you have to understand, you get, be careful what you pray for. Be careful what you ask for. We kind of ask for them to step up, be real owners, do yeah. certain things. Sometimes when you get stuff like that, you get a lot of sporadic movement. Dog, we went, we went from not lot. doing anything to Jerry Jones. I want something in the middle, just a little bit. <laughs> no, we, we we went from dormant for 23 years behind Ted to being like, oh, you know what, fire everybody. You know what I'm saying? You got you to look at both ends of that, that spectrum. You know, if George is really responsible for going for Fields being out there like that, and Nike wasn't able to get the game plan around him, that could literally be the reason why we're seeing what we're seeing. To okay. be honest with you, Fields should have started the first half of the season. If that was a Nagy's game plan, I agree with it. The kid wasn't ever, the kid wasn't ready. Yeah. The kid wasn't in a situation yeah. like Mac Jones, be incubated and have all these wonderful people around him with a competent coach and everything like that. That's not what the situation was. So for the first time in a very long time, and you rarely hear me say it, maybe Nagy had a point. Maybe I, Nagy I mean, had a good game plan. He the, just executed it so poorly that yeah. we're here now. That's the, that's the one thing we've said all year. We were like, well, I mean, like, like it, it, it's about do you want to win games or do you want to just see your shiny new form? 
because yeah, the, we kind of wanted both. We're we, that we're that complacent or that we're that type of town. We want our cake and eat it too. We wanted to win and we wanted Justin Fields to do well. And it's like, oh, yeah. historically, that don't really happen that way. It don't happen that way. So yeah, we wanted to win games. We start Andy Dog. You give the kid a chance to learn. Boom. If it don't work out, second half, hey, you got a chance to sit behind and you start with real prep looks like. Yeah. Let's start there and do it. Yeah. And that would have worked out. And I hate to say it, A.B. was right. A.B. was right. Oh, he yeah. butchers the way he handles it the whole way. Oh, he, yeah. He complicates simple things. And because of that, because he's done such a horrible job just managing it all, that's ultimately why he's being fired. Let's be real. If he had came out day one and said, this is a game plan, we're going to have Justin sit behind Andy and we'll see what it takes to be a pro in the league, this, that, and the other. And then towards midseason, we'll see where he's at as we start transitioning into a starter role. If he, if he had actually put it out there, laid it out on the table. No, this is the thing. He like, did. You know what? That's cool. No, he did. And everybody flipped on him. He said, he said, there's nothing Justin Fields can do to be the starter. I wouldn't have said that. Listen, there's a Andy's our starter. I wouldn't have said that. Andy's our starter. There's nothing he can do to be the starter. You you're saying the same thing. You you're saying we'll reevaluate him halfway through the season. Listen, go out there if you if that's you, a total different statement than saying there's nothing he can do to be a starter. That's totally different. That's the one that's saying you're close minded. You're close minded to the, the progress of yeah. like is that. He, is he ready right? now? He's not ready now based off incompetence for how we set him up. So then so then the incompetence is Matt telling you this kid's not ready. He's not going to start this year. We would like to have him sit the whole season. Nah, I kinda disagree with that one, dog. I I think more of the long it's less about if, him if than anything, just if not anything, being ready and more any, about having that can If anything, Matt's been proven right. And I'm not saying, listen, I still think you still have to find ways to game plan for Justin Fields. You still have to find yeah. ways to get the job done. There's still a million things that we can blame Matt Nagy for in this whole thing. There's still his bad play calling. There's still, you know what I'm saying? Just like to me, there's still a lot of issues with this team this season. Like Ryan Pace drafted a bad offensive lineman, and that was the guy he was going to rely on to be a starter. Or an injured offensive lineman, I should say. And that was the guy he was going to rely yeah. on to be a starter. That's a bad move in that situation. But to me, I look at this as, okay, well, they came out day one. They said Andy was going to be the starter. Everybody in Chicago flipped out, including George McCaskey, apparently. Kept going for a little while, kept going for a little while, kept going for a little while. And then finally, it's like, all right, well, I want you to start Justin because I don't think that Andy's ready and this is the per or Andy's gonna be the answer for the rest of the season and this is the perfect time to start. You saw Andy have one bad game, you saw him have a good half and then get hurt. And your owner came down and made that decision. An owner who hasn't who doesn't he's done nothing with football except watch it. And that to me is what I what I mean by how Andy Let's look at why that happened. Andy was sharing first, uh, first was sharing snaps pretty much in preseason. Andy really didn't have much of a preseason. He really did. No, not really. They played, but that's normal. Right? That's normal. Maybe not. Not really. Quarterbacks who are new to a system do not sit there and take as little snaps. You usually only play that he one. Had, 
You usually just play the one. You play a little bit in each half to kind of get yourself in the rhythm. The problem with Andy is, too, the same. Andy played one game. That's all you normally play. He played a couple. But he got of, limited snaps on that. He he got he played a couple of snaps in the first game. He played a couple of snaps in the second game, and then he played a half in the third game. That's normal. Now, normally you would have. And now this is the first season with three preseason games. Normally you would have a fourth game, but even so, like to, to me, this is like Matt did what you're supposed to do. Now the only thing I'll say that to me it was the part that maybe puts Andy behind the eight ball is in practice. You weren't practicing what you were preaching on Matt Nagy, and then now the blame's back on Nagy. You were saying that there's nothing Justin Fields can do to be the starter, so Justin Fields shouldn't be getting any of the first-team reps. Jordan, Jordan Love don't get first-team reps. Uh, uh, whoever Pat Mahomes backup is, he ain't getting first-team reps. You know what I'm saying? And that puts your team behind the eight ball coming into the season. Like Matt, Matt's so Matt's so out of both sides of his mouth. You know that's the problem. It's like Andy, Andy's your starter. I want Andy to be my starter for the season. Ryan Pace is on board with it. George McCaskey at one point comes down in the middle of the season and says, "No, Justin's going to be a starter. I own the team." And and I'm gonna be real with you. Weak move by George to not take the hit on. Weak move by George to not take the hit on him. You've let Matt Nagy get punched in the face for how many weeks in a row for starting a kid who wasn't ready. You need to come down and say, this is my decision. That's a weak move on your you. part. I don't think that's a weak move because at the end of the day, what's Nagy's job? His job is to get him ready, but Matt told him. Remember how that week went, dog? Remember how that week went? It was literally like, Andy's a starter, Andy's a starter, Andy's a starter. Yeah, we're going to start Justin for the rest of the season. What? What just brought that on? Yeah, I remember that was a wild thing. And then, and it then, it, and then what, did, what did we say? We were like, Ryan Pace must have told him to do it. So now, Matt's yeah. looking back. because he And this, this is the thing. This is what I'm saying. This is how it's been. Uh, we didn't trust Ryan to hire his first head coach, so he, we're going to tell you. We're going to uh, insinuate you should hire John Fox. We don't trust Matt, Matt, Matt or uh, Ryan doesn't trust uh, John Fox to, to be a part of the draft process. I'm not going to work anybody out. I'm just going to bring in Mitch Trubisky. Now, you don't trust either of your football guys to make any decisions uh, with the new starting quarterback that's in there because you feel like, well, you screwed up the last time, so you might as well, you might do it again. So now, hey, start to get, like, like that's not how a good organization works. All that collaboration we heard about all year, that that's out the window now, clearly. <laughs> I get you. I get you. It's it's one of the things that adds more color to the whole situation. It, it everything makes sense now, fired. don't it? Yeah, it, it makes a little more sense. It doesn't mean that Nagy shouldn't be fired. You know, because there's what's to say that they weren't having those conversations after you know what that why aren't we doing yeah. what is the thought process behind it and stuff yeah. like that. Or strongly recommending to the point where it was like, all right, you don't get the point. You know, yeah. like I, the one thing we've always criticized Matt about is being very physical and being a diva about about everything. And so, who's to say that he didn't resist this as much as as much as he could before it became evident that hey, no one ownership wants this. I should have been more prepared for it. And at this point, there's no reason outside. Like I give him the the Browns game. I'll give him that game if that's how it happens. Yeah, I'll give him the game after. But there's no reason why everything else is bad. 
see, I'm 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 different on that. I don't give you the Browns game. To me, the Browns game is the biggest indictment of Matt Nagy and that offensive coordinating staff. Because you put a rookie out there and you did absolutely nothing to help him in front. Like the the just just it may not be that bad. Just, you know, no, that's my thing. Justin's the new player. The the guys, the five up front or the six or seven up front, they've been practicing these blocking schemes all year. By the way, he didn't have a whole lot of six or seven. At all. He had five man front. But that's that's where I stay. That's where I'm at Nagy. There's still a ton. Listen, it's still fire Nagy over here. We haven't changed on that. <laughs> it's still fire Nagy. But to me, I'm looking at this this season now and I'm like, oh. I'm conflicted though. It, it, it's different. Lie. It's different now because I, I think I 100% believe this season would have gone different if Andy Dalton, when healthy, is starting a lot of these games. I do. I do. I don't know. I don't know if it'd be a ton difference, but I'd say, what are we right now? We're three and seven. I think you would be a- five and six at this point. A Rob would have had a lot more production. A Rob would have had more production. And, and I, you probably get some of these guys back because I think some of these injuries are, yeah, we're kind of done playing for Matt. Now, as, as far as losing the locker room, as far as losing, you know, uh, 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 Jalen Johnson saying, hey, look, we're sticking to rah-rah speeches. We don't need them no more. We're grown men. We need to figure out how to get it done on the field. Like, that's a direct shot at Matt Nagy to me. You know, like, that's your stuff, guy. Stuff, they listen, stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that. those are the reasons to me that Matt shouldn't be. But, a lot of things, a lot of light is has been shed on a lot of situations where I'm like, man, like, this is a really dumb decision by Matt Nagy if he made this decision. Like, this is a really dumb, but you can tell now that there's a lot of hands. There's too many chefs in the in the kitchen. There's too yeah, many chefs in the kitchen, and I, I now my question is, how long has this been going on? How many decisions has Matt took to hit for? I'm not saying that he can't be a good head coach or, or, or he is a good head coach one way or the other, but how many of these decisions has he taken to hit on where George is like, well, I think we should do this? Because we know we've seen them do this in the past consistently. Let me get to the rest what's of these your, calls. What's overall take? Yeah, what's your overall take for the rest of it? For the rest of what? Of the week, what do you think? How do you think it's going to work? Oh, uh, I think uh, Bears end up winning tomorrow. Um, I think that uh, um, the it doesn't change much, but we do have a report now, and here's an interesting report uh, coming in from Jeff Dickerson. I believe he dropped this article at about 4:30 today, so about an hour ago. Uh, Bears team chairman George McCaskey addresses the players Wednesday and told them that Matt Nagy would not be fired after Thursday's game in Detroit. McCaskey's message to the team capped a tumultuous week when Matt Nagy's job status came under extreme scrutiny after a report Tuesday on Patch.com that claimed the Bears had already informed Nagy that Thanksgiving game versus the Lions would be his last regardless of the outcome. I don't believe that report. Jeff's with the team. I mean, like, he would have been there if, if George walked in. Jeff's the beat reporter. Ah. Uh, like, if George walked into the locker room, he would have been there and been like, oh, George, what's going on? 
GM to be honest with you. I don't know. I think that's a bad move on George. Now that's caving in the pressure right there. Ain't it though? Because because that's one of those things where you sit back and you just like you you kind of let it die down. You let Ryan take that over because what if you really do have to fire? Here's the problem. You the team. You're not going to do it. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. And and it's 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 so bare. It's so bare. You're making you're 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 putting your hand in you're you're putting your hand in the pot because you don't believe that the guys you have are good, and yet you're keeping them around. Nah, I don't I don't know if you go that far. I mean, you're listen, putting a hand in the pot because you you gotta make you gotta shake some things up. You gotta be an active owner. I mean, no one no one hates on Jerry Jones when he does it. But they so, do. I mean, they they do. They blame Jerry please. Jones for breaking up the championship team. They blame Jerry Jones for almost losing Dak Prescott. Now, the only thing that kept Dak Prescott there is Dak snapped his ankle in half. Hey, to be honest with you, people hate this, but Jerry's not the one that's been in the business. <laughs> as a business, no, as a as a businessman, yeah, but not as a not as a owner of a team because he does the owner owner GM basically thing. So he has final say over everything. If if Jerry had if Jerry had gotten his way, he would have drafted Johnny Manziel. They just put up enough roadblocks between him and the draft room so he couldn't put the target. <laughs> like, it was like, hey, Jerry, man. Jerry, we got banana pudding over here. Oh, snap, banana pudding. You know I love that. They, like, distracted him for 10 seconds. <laughs> we asked for more active ownership. This is what it looks like. I hope George didn't give it, gave it into question because uh, Matt, like, he absolutely does. Absolutely. Himself, absolutely. So, so I'll let you get back to the other calls, brother. Just want to. Oh, man. Hey man, I appreciate the love, kid. Man, we'll see you on the live tonight. Are you uh you but moving and shaking? I'm feeling alive. I will see kid on the live tonight, man. We appreciate him tuning in to the show as always, man. See you on the other side, my boy. Yes, sir. All right, man. Peace. Make sure y'all call into the show, man. I know we had some people drop off, man. Get, getting kids' uh, opinion on this show is always a must, though, because he's the he's the yang to the yin. You know what I'm saying? Uh, call back in if you if you guys dropped off at all. Call into the show eight five five nine zero eight. Five six six eight, and vote on the poll. We got a poll up on the community tab, man. Um, breaking down, you know, kind of wh- who do you think uh, the the biggest reason for blame is right now? Um, trying to get to the community tab here. Hold on, give me a second. Give me a second. I can give you a uh, a percentage breakdown. We got George McCaskey leading the way right now, sixty three percent. Only six percent of people saying Ryan Pace, and thirty one percent of people saying that. Maggie right now. So I want to hear from you guys, man. I want to know how you guys feel on this. Because to me, I I I hate that we've gotten here. Like I, I hate that like the, the problem is, right? The problem is here. Say they fire Matt Nagy. Good riddance. Say they fired Matt Nagy. I don't think that he's the head coach that's gonna lead you to a promised land anyway. I want you to find that guy. All right. Then let's go. Let, let's say they fire Ryan Pace. We fired the two guys that we feel are the roadblock onto our, our being successful on the next level. And there's reason to fire both of these guys. Understand me. There's reason to fire everybody in this building. But you can't fire your ownership. So who's to say that 
we go out, we get Lewis Riddick in here, we get Eric Bieniemy, or we get Lewis Riddick, or we get we get whoever the GM Olin Krutz in here, and and we get uh, uh, um, Brian Dayball. Who's to say that this won't happen again? Who's to say that George's hands won't be in the pot again? That's what it comes down to to me, man. Like, like if we're if we're being if we're being real here, like Matt Nagy ends up coaching out the rest of the season. What up? The season's done. The the rest of the season, like y'all don't have to watch. I gotta watch it because I'm sitting here, uh, uh, uh you know, doing this with y'all. But. I look at the rest of the season and I'm trying to figure out, okay, who are the guys that we should keep? Is Ryan going to evaluate them well? I don't know if Ryan can do that job well. If Ted's like, well, I, I know you think we should cut him, but, uh, you know, money says that we should do this. And Ted is saying, or I'm sorry, George, I, I keep saying Ted, George, uh, Ted is saying that we should do this. And then uh, even with that, you know, Let's let's keep him because he's cheap. He's usable. Let's keep let's keep Pendelville door because he's cheap. He's he's on a, a beginning contract. Let's keep name whatever the player is because because George feels that that's the guy you should keep because clearly you don't trust your football guy. Remember that Matt and Ryan are our, uh, football guys, and uh, you know what I'm saying. I want to hear from y'all, man. Call into the show, 855-908-5668. Who is most to blame for the Chicago Bears' failure? Who is most to blame for the Chicago Bears' failures? Because I see this completely different now. I feel like we've had light shed on so many situations now. And I still think there's reasons to fire these guys that are in the building. But I see this completely differently now. Let's be real. Let's let's break it down. Let me, let me pull the schedule up here. And based on what we saw. And based on what we saw. Now, and listen, the, the thing that you might have to look at, there might be some games that we won that we might have lost. The Rams game, we lose no matter what. To me, the Rams game, we lose no matter what. You got your hands kicked in. Uh, the Bengals game. Do you win that game with Andy Dalton if he's playing uh, the whole game. Because Justin just came in at the end, right? Justin just came in at the end. Second half, maybe. When did Andy hurt his knee? I think it was early, first half, uh, end of the first half, right? Something like that. So I think you still get that one. Do you win the Browns game if Andy's the quarterback? Do you win the Browns game if Andy's the quarterback? That's a tough one to me. That's still Miles Garrett standing over there. Jason Peters got destroyed one-on-one. He probably lose that game still. He won in two. Still win the Lions game to me. Still win the Raiders game to me because your defense did a great job versus them. Are you more in that Packers game 
and you put up more than 24 points if they're a, if Andy's in there. Then where'd you go? You got dominated by the Buccaneers. Your defense didn't show up. You probably lose that game. 49ers to me, you win. Forty ers to me, I think you win. Steelers, I think you win. Ravens, I think you win. We saw Andy Dalton in a half do what? What? Uh, uh, um, I don't even remember buddy's name. Taylor Horton did in in a whole game. Now I'm not saying Justin didn't do enough to win these games. And I'm not saying that you're all of a sudden in playoff contention if Andy Dalton is in there. You you are the team that you are. But do I think that Matt Nagy, to me in my mind, has been like vindicated on his point that Justin isn't ready? Yeah. Do I think that in my mind, Matt Nagy gets to say that, hey, listen, I told y'all he wasn't ready. I tried to put a game plan together. Now, the failure to put a game plan together, that's where he's been. The failure to put the game plan together, that's where he's bad. Anthony, that's a good point. That's a good point. Steelers game was the rest. We should have won that one. Go back out to the phones, man. Going out to the 423. We got Tony on the line. Tony, what's good? Hey, how you doing, man? man what's going how on? You how you feeling? How you feeling? What's your thought I'm on this, good. man? Who's most to blame? Honestly, I I think ownership is. Uh, uh, the team is a reflection of ownership. If the ownership don't get it together, the team won't come together. If, if the ownership continues to hire coaches that are average at best, year after year after year after year, that comes down to ownership. And then when ownership, with the case of Nagy, doesn't put a scheme together to help your quarterback out, to me, that's even more an indictment on, as you know, imagine ownership and even the coach. But there's no way that I think that a scheme shouldn't be put together. Justin Fields, I believe, was a good quarterback. But it's almost seemed like when he's in the in the in the game, there's no plan for him to succeed and play for his strength. I don't understand that. I don't get it. I don't understand how from week to week there is nothing put into place to protect Justin Fields. Right. Or even call plays that will keep him from getting killed. Right. I don't get it. And if the ownership don't say anything to me, they're saying that you know, you ain't even protecting your investment. And right. if you come back to a business, you ain't protecting your investment, then they can let you, let you know that you're a bad investor. Yeah. Just feel you're investor. Yeah. I, I, I blame the ownership. The team is a reflection of ownership. I agree with you, man. I agree with you. I appreciate you tuning in and calling in, man. Tony, don't be a stranger out here, my guy. All right. Thank you. I'm good. Appreciate, appreciate the call. Appreciate the love, man. Appreciate the love. Appreciate the love. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I agree, and they have done a bad job of it. Like, like there's still – that's the point on all of this, right? Like, to me, nobody's not to play. To me, I look at this team and I say that Matt Nagy schemed horribly. That Browns game, listen, whether Andy Dalton's back there or not, Matt Nagy, you ran five-man protection versus uh, Miles Garrett. And the, the the guy who was guarding Garrett the whole time was 
39-year-old Jason Peters? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's still blame to go on Matt Nagy. There's still blame to go on Ryan Pace for put for for putting everything on a offensive lineman who's a rookie at that, but saying that you plan on him being your starter, you put it all on his back, and his back can't handle it because he's injured because you drafted a hurt player. Just like you signed hurt players, just like you paid hurt players, just like you've gone out and brought in hurt players. There's still a ton of blame to go on those guys. Tim Madison in the chat says, uh, this team is a reflection of its head coach. If your coach is obvious and stubborn, things won't work. No discipline. You can't get 10 penalties a game. And he doesn't even stand up for his players, so it's all nagging. There's still some blame there. 100%. Nothing you said is wrong. We live in a world where a lot of times there's that feeling of there can only be one right answer. The answer could be, hey, all of these guys suck. You know what I'm saying? Like, the answer absolutely could be, hey, listen, Matt Nagy's an awful play caller and a terrible head coach. Ryan Pace is a mediocre general manager. He got one pick right so far. With the where he's got he's got a couple picks, right? I'm not gonna say he's got one pick, right? But he got one pick right so far with the draft he just did. Uh and hopefully it's our franchise quarterback. Hopefully. But it's hard to run anything if you don't have that so called collaboration that they said they had. If you don't have that because you're you're assuming with all of this that they came in. George and said, this is the game plan, how we're going to play the rookie. We're not going to play him. We're going to, we're going to stick with Andy. We're going to, we're going to make these moves. We're going to try and do this. And if George in the middle of your season says, hey, I don't like that no more. I'm not on board with that plan. That's a big problem. If George in the middle of your season says, hey, I, I don't believe in you guys anymore, that's a big problem. And now I'm even looking at George McCaskey on this tip. If you don't believe in him, what are they doing here? Like, that's the, that's the mind-blowing part to me. If you don't believe in what the Bears or your front office and your head coach are doing so much so that you want to walk in and say, hey, listen, I, I don't think that uh, Justin should sit the entire year. I think we should play him. You know why? Because the fans think we should play him. Because I want to see what my investment is now. That's a bigger issue. You don't trust the guys that you that you put in place. You hired these dudes. You went on a press conference and said, Matt and, and Ryan are our football guys. 
And now they're not? Now halfway through the season, they're not? And because of that, now it's like, oh, well, uh, and, and, and dog, I'm telling you, that's such a weak move. That is such a weak-minded move to me. You let us, and listen, we're going to kill Matt Nagy for other things as well, man. There's a ton to kill Nagy for. There's a ton to kill Nagy for. But you let him take the brunt of, of the Chicago fans' force on a decision you made. It's a weak move. Just like Matt Nagy saying, I'm the head coach, that's real. Hey, hey guys, I, I coach this football team. That is real. That's a weak move on Matt Nagy's part. Just like that's a weak move, that's a weak move, George. You're the owner of the football team. Come out with some testicular fortitude on your side and say, hey, I'm making a decision that, that Justin Fields should start. And here we are again. That's what it is. We're always here, aren't we? We're always in this position. We are always in this position. I'm so sick and tired. Just a joke. Just a joke of the NFL. The butt of every single joke in this league is us. Just a joke of a team. Joke of an organization which trickles down into the players. And now you understand why. He probably feels bad now. That's why he won't fire Nagy. That's why he wouldn't. And we we you, we sat here and called for Matt Nagy's job the day he let Justin Fields get killed, justifiably so, in that Browns game. You didn't hear one word from George that said, hey, this is on me. They weren't prepared for this. They should have. I'm the one that came in and said that Andy was going to, or uh, that Justin was going to be the starter. I guess not the Browns game, week after that. I'm the one that said that Justin's going to be the starter. Uh, they We shifted gears really quickly. That's my decision to make. Not one word of that. We probably would have respected you more as an owner. You know what I can say about Ryan Pace? And I, I'm somebody that thinks Pace should be gone. But you know what I can say about Ryan Pace? Ryan Pace makes decisions and he goes Ryan Pace has the testicular fortitude to stick by his decision. Has he made a lot of wrong ones? Absolutely. Has he made a lot of decisions that he shouldn't be here for? Absolutely. But Ryan's at a minimum got the testicular fortitude to go out there and make the right and and, and stand by his decision. He picked Mitch over Mahomes and Watson. Guess what? He stands by that. He picked Nagy over, over a lot of other candidates. He stands by that. I think he should be fired for the decisions he made. But I absolutely think that he at least stands on it. He stands on what he's saying. You got Matt out here talking out of both sides of his mouth because you came out and you said, hey, uh, we 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 believe that Justin's ready. Oh yeah, have you seen Justin? Have you been coaching Justin? Have you watched anything of Justin? No.
There's your problem. The kid says, I disagree on Ryan making a bunch of wrong decisions. Ryan made a decision that would have been better if he had a head coach to help develop. Hey, guess whose decision it was to bring in that head coach? You can stand on it. Ryan hired Matt. That's a bad decision. Ryan Pace has made a lot of bad decisions. He's made bad decisions with a lot of signings that have gotten us into salary cap hell. He's made good decisions as well, but he's made bad decisions. And unfortunately, he's made them in positions where you should get fired for him. You went out and drafted a franchise quarterback, and you put the wrong guy in, in, in front of him to go develop him, if you believe Mitch is that guy. You weren't picking where the Bears picked Justin at. You had the second pick. You had your pick of the litter. So to me, I look at I look at this decision, I say there's reason to fire every single person in this building. But the part that scares me the most is you can't fire ownership. No matter who we get in here, what's to say George isn't going to do that same thing again? He has no idea what he should be doing with his football team other than counting dollars. I mean, honestly, like, like, you saw them asking George football questions in those press conferences before the season or at the end of last season. He had no idea how to answer. At a minimum, at least I'll give Jerry Jones the, the fact that he at least knows what's happening on the field. They were like, George, do you think that uh that that uh you're gonna be able to figure out uh, what's going on with the quarterback position? Well, you know, Matt and Ryan are football guys, and we leave those decisions to them. What? No, do you think they can figure it out? Oh, here we are again, Bears fans. Here we are again. It's sad. It's sad. But, hey, if you're in here and you know what we do, uh, we do got the Bulls live cracking off tonight. We hope that y'all tune in and rock with us on that. We got content over on the Patreon. The Patreon's up and jumping. Check the link in the description below. Or if you're over on the community tab, check out that link as well. Sign up for that, man. Sign up for that. We got so much content coming that way on a national tip. We're going to have views from the bleachers on there. We're doing Could He Play Today over on there where we take old school players and we give them, we put them in today's game and, and say, hey, listen, could we play today? Me and Kid went back and forth about John Stockton in the first video. Make sure y'all drop some players. Y'all want us to break down over on that as well. Uh, we got that another video coming out um, this week, actually, this week. So. Y'all get in tune with us on that. Little news here for you on a Bulls tip. I want to leave people feeling good by the end of it. You know what I'm saying? I want to leave people feeling good by the end of it. Uh, Bulls do get Caruso and Vooch back tonight. So you're going down to Houston, a team where you, you can essentially get some run in. They're kind of like a practice squad right now. So you can essentially get some run in, you know, see what they look like, see, see how well Vooch is moving, how he feels. Uh, he he had his best game the day before he went out with COVID 
hopefully he'll be able to kind of get back into that shape. But they still didn't really drop any word on which form of COVID he had. Like, was it the serious kind or was he like, is he okay? We really never got any confirmation on that. So hopefully we'll see Vooch be able to come out and get the job done tonight. And uh, having Caruso back is going to be huge. Having Caruso back is going to be huge. And now you'll get to see what the team looks like at full strength again. Bulls taking on the Houston Rockets tonight. Um, I'm gonna give. A, I'm gonna predict a dub. I'm gonna predict a dub. I think they're pissed off about the loss versus Indiana. I think that means a lot. This is finally a team that a pissed off Bulls team means something. I think they respond well. I think Houston takes the brunt of that, and I think that uh, the Bulls hit them uh, hit them pretty hard here. I'm gonna say. Bulls win this one 115-89. Solid defense, solid scoring. You get your big back. You add Kobe White into that mix as well. I'm going to say 115-89. Just to update you guys on the poll before we get out of here. Right now, 36 minutes in, we're seeing 55%. Saying George McCaskey is to blame. Five percent saying Ryan Pace. Forty percent saying Matt Nagy. So it's pretty close there. It's pretty close there. That you guys think that that listen, we we agree ownership is is awful, but at the same time, this is heavily on Matt Nagy. Not a lot of hate for Pace. Now the question I have on that is: it, Is it because you hate Matt more? <laughs> is it like? Is it like? I mean, I'd love to fire all three of them, but. If I got a big one, I'll take this dude to get out of here. But it seems like it's it's pretty even with what we saw before that. That's interesting. That's interesting that y'all feel that way, man. But, hey, listen, as always, man, I appreciate y'all for tuning in, rocking with us. Make sure y'all tune in with this live game tonight. Uh, we will be live at 7 p.m. We're pretty much going straight in. I'm going to take that five-minute intro off, man. I feel like if, like I, I can set things up. Y'all going to be there. Y'all love tuning in with us. Shout out to all the people that pulled up on the show, man. Uh, a lot of P1s in here. Damien came through. Uh, SD was in here. Shy Town in here, man. Uh, Charlie in the chat. Shout out to you, my boy. I appreciate y'all for tuning in. appreciate everybody who called into the show as well, man. Uh, we do this just about every week. So if this is your first time here, man, hit that like button. Subscribe to the page. We talk Chicago Sports Weekly just about daily where we break down all of these things over here on the Windy City Breeze. And if you haven't done so, go download the Contender app. If you're on the go, if you can't sit here in front of a computer or on your phone for an hour, uh, we are live over on the, the Contender app um, just about every Wednesday. And then the podcast replays the Contender where you get nonstop sports talk while you're on the clock. Uh, I understand it. This week might be a little bit different, man, with uh, Thanksgiving and all that in the middle of the day. So y'all uh, <laughs> y'all go enjoy that time with your families. Y'all enjoy that time. Hey, listen, at a minimum, enjoy that day off work, man. There's nothing better than a day off work. There's nothing better than a day off work, man. As always, man, it's your boy, Pat the Designer. Back at it again. Hey, yo, Chicago, y'all stay safe out there, man. Peace. 
Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.